the revolution is televised. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the DSN Off the Ropes Episode 3. Let's talk some AEW Revolution. Hello, everyone. I'm Brett Swinney, alongside of Brandon Ogden and KO Kyle Owens. How's it going, fellas? I'm good. I'm, I'm ready to talk some wrestling, man. That's, uh, I, I'm uh, such a great pay-per-view last night. I'll tell you this. The first AEW pay-per-view I ever watched was last year's Revolution. And it was, in my opinion, the best pay-per-view of the year in all pla- all companies. I think last year's Revolution was the best. And last night did not disappoint either. A great show. Same here. Uh, uh, doing good. Sorry not to bomb my head to Ricky's music there. Uh, <laughs> you forget how good Ricky Stark's music is until you hear it on loop. So, But, uh, no, it was a good, good show. Uh, you know, it was one where I really – I didn't have a hike, you know, like, it's like, oh, I want to watch it. And I was like, oh, you I mean, AEW always puts on good shows. But it's like, you know, it's like seeing a lot of these people face each other, didn't have going with a hot, lot of high expectations and it exceeded them. So I, it was one where I wouldn't, couldn't be disappointed, but I was very pleased with how it turned out. And uh, I mean, my favorite match of the night was probably one I re- probably was probably least excited to watch going in. So. Well, and, and I think the AEW does that a lot of times, like, you know, it's like, they can't do better. Like, you know, it seems like every time they have put on a pay-per-view, it, we talk about this before, it, they're always a little longer. They used to, WWE would, they've kind of gone away from the long pay-per-views. They've kind of shortened theirs up a little bit. I think Triple H has a lot to do with that. But AEW still, even with as long as it was, and with that long last match, I was entertained the whole time. I, it wasn't a spot where I was like, really, where I could have just went and and took a break. I mean, it was pretty up there. Now there was a couple of matches that I, you know, yeah, they weren't as good, but still solid overall uh, matches. Um, I guess we'll start with the uh, the zero hour. Did y'all catch a zero hour match? I I, I caught caught a little little bit of it. Uh, I was, you know, I was trying to watch it through it, like, and I was like, oh wait, I can just watch it on YouTube. So like, it was well, bumping the- a little bit. But- well, the, the, the highlight for me, and I didn't get to see this match, but just I wanted to see uh, Mark Briscoe yeah. in AEW pay-per-view. I think, you know, it's sad the way that he finally made it on AEW TV. Um, sad that it took his brother passing away for that to happen. But I'm glad they finally got it right and let these guys, like this, this is, he's going to carry on the legacy for his brother now. 
and he's going to get to be on TV. Hopefully they'll do something with him a little more, but um, Kyle, you got to see this match. Uh, you nod your head. What did you think about it? I thought it was a really good match. It was a, a very good, and I, I like how it was. that was the only zero-hour match. It's not like they loaded it up with three or four matches. It was the only one, so it had its time to breathe. Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers. I love the Lucha Brothers. Cero Miero. I love it. I love the Lucha Brothers. Um, I think they're fantastic. Even the varsity athletes looked good yesterday. Josh Woods and uh, and those guys, they even looked really good. I haven't seen a lot of them. They looked really good in the ring yesterday. Uh, just a great a great opening match to, the, I guess, the pre-show. Um, it was a great match, though. It kind of – you could tell the the – it kind of set the tone for the night. The crowd was into it. The action was fast and furious. I think it was a great uh, zero-hour match for them. And, again, love Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers. I think they need to stay a trio and maybe go for the trio's titles. But then what do you do with Pac? So, I don't – maybe not. I don't know. Because yeah. Pac's part of the death triangle. So, I don't know what you do with those. But it was a great opening match, I thought. Yeah, you got to find some place – and I don't know where it is. Where do you plug Mark Briscoe in? He's too good of a – I wouldn't say just label him as a tag wrestler, but he is. He's got. He's used to being in that tag scene. So a trio spot, I like that idea. I don't know if it's with them or maybe it's somebody. He well, finds what, do you, spot. what do you do with the ROH tag titles that were held by the Briscoes? What do you do with those now? I mean, because now ROH has their own show on Thursdays on their app. So – I would assume Mark Briscoe is going to be featured now, on that, but what do you do with the tag title? They announced that? Mm-hmm. When, they I had must, their first show Thursday, I think. I missed that. Thursday. So it's well, just, it, it's just on the on TBS. I think they are going to show like once a month on TBS, but the one the other night was not on TBS. Yeah. Well, but I, that's that's my question. I agree. We need to get Mark Briscoe on TV, but you got to also um, rest in peace to Jay, but you got to figure out what you do with those tag titles. You can't just leave them in limbo. Does he just he could just defend him by himself and he could just be this <laughs> this one on two guy and he just beats all his tag teams. I mean that would be good. That redneck kung fu that he got. I mean he could, he could do it. He could tell a story there, you know, how he's fighting for his brother and he's inspired and he just he's so inspired that he just he he can't be beaten one on two. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they do with that, but I I agree more Mark Briscoe on my television and I would be. A okay with that, but yeah, it was a great match. Uh, more Lucha Brothers too. I don't know what's going on with the Lucha Brothers. They need to be in the tag team division. More Lucha Bros. Give me a ladders match with them and <laughs> yes, <laughs> throw the I, Young Bucks. I could watch them and the Young Bucks do ladder jump off ladders and and any kind of objects all day long. Yes. Well, we got to see them for seven straight weeks <laughs> with the Young Bucks. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think that's what they know. People love to see them go at it so much that they're going to tune in every single time. Mm-hmm. They did all those different matches, and it was you know something different all the time. Yeah. So it was a great kickoff, though. Yeah, I mean, I I liked it. Um, and we'll start. We'll move over to the actual um, pay per view itself here. And I I'm not saying that I don't like to see Chris Jericho. Um, I still like – I think he's a great heel. He still has great heat. He still – I like the – he put Ricky Starks over in this one. I, I had a feeling that that was the way it was going to go. Um, especially you ban JAS from ringside. You know, that's only the way Chris Jericho wins these days. Banned from ringside. Yeah, they banned him, and then they ended up showing up. Yeah, and I know that was kind of interesting. Um, that's kind of why I went with 
the music, you know, the revolution. This is the revolution pay per view. This is his pay per view, and he led off with a, a good solid win from Ricky Starks. I like him, but I feel like he needs to go after a title at some point. It's it's his time to to go after. I don't know if it's the TNT title, maybe a first or maybe an ROH belt, so, something. Before last night, he was the last one to face MJF for the title. That's true. I was actually there that night, and he, you know, great, great match. I mean, you knew he wasn't going to win, but it was a great match, and it kind of put him in that spotlight for a little bit. So, well, that's that's the problem though now that you're that you're running into. MJF MJF is not losing that title this year. That's he's not losing it this year. But then, and I know we'll talk about this later. But now you just took the TNT title off Joe. You can't really take it off Wardlow now because then you kill Wardlow's momentum, which brings me to Wardlow and Hobbs next week uh, makes yeah. zero sense because who who takes the fall there? If you if you give Wardlow the loss, then he's held the belt for Samoa three Joe days. Samoa Joe inter- intervenes and interrupts and makes a DQ. And then a, probably a triple threat after that. But I, I, it's tough because there's not – there's titles, but – they're held by baby faces already. Like Wardlow's a baby face. Uh, Orange Cassidy is a baby face. So you, how, where, there's nowhere for Ricky Starks to go. That's kind of the, yeah. the issue with MJF holding the, the world championship in the reign that he's on. Well, I, I know don't you, know what Ricky does. I know you talked about it, Kyle. You said you're done with this match. So you, you're done with him and JS and the whole. Yeah, this, so, this should be the blow-off match. Moving so on. where do you see him them going then? you have any idea? That's a that's a great question. I have I have no idea. I mean, he doesn't have a group anymore. He's not affiliated with anybody to get any kind of tag or trios run or anything like that. He's kind of you know on his own now. So I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what you do with Ricky Starks. That's the problem. But you have you you need to have him on television because he's great at what he does. He's great on the mic. He's great in ring. You need to have him on TV. I just don't know what you remind do with me. Him. His mannerisms remind me, and this is a high brag, but it reminds me of The Rock almost. Mm-hmm. He's got those facial expressions, and he's good on the mic. And uh, you, you've got to find a good spot for him. That's I why think- MJF called him the Pebble. But <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, what do you think? You got any thought? Anything? Yeah. The only thing, you know, you're talking about uh, with Orange Cassidy, you know, with Orange Cassidy's kind of, he's already developed a thing where, hey, he'll defend against anybody anytime. Doesn't matter if it's his friend. Is, and yeah. so with him and Rick, like him and Ricky Starks, you could have at least a title match because you don't have to do a long story with them. And you could have a banger of a match with them too. And yeah. so, you know, you could do that. But yeah, like, but other than that, like the next story for, for Ricky is kind of hard to, you know, because it's like, where, where do they go? Like, I mean, uh, you know, you could, you know, I, I just, yeah, they've done a lot with him lately. It's, you don't want to take a back, him to take a back seat right now. Cause like you said, he's, he's so fun to watch and uh, you can do so much with him. So, well, what about this? So JAS was banned from ringside. I'm putting quotations around that because here comes Sammy Guevara running out, which if you're going to ban somebody from ringside and they still come out, there's got to be some type of repercussion for that. Like, you know what I mean? But anyway. He's going to be fined or something later? He needs to be because that's all. it doesn't make sense. If that's the case, then I can ban everybody from ringside. But, oh, no, I'm just going to run out here anyway. Like, that just doesn't make sense. (laughs) But um, Action Andretti speared uh, Guevara. So maybe Action Andretti and Ricky Starks team up and maybe enter the tag team division. My only problem with that is if they team up. You know they're going to fight. 
you know they're gonna fight yeah so you're gonna stay in there with the same feud yeah i feel like jericho's done his job and put ricky starks over twice because ricky's done beat him twice now so jericho and ricky starks they should be done for now and ricky needs to move on i just don't know what he moves on to the only thing i could think is teaming him up with action andretti but I don't, and then, but then we run into the issue. They may be going right back to the same rabbit hole we already just came out of. Do you know that the one thing they haven't really um, done, and, and I've been waiting for this to happen, is when is um, Mr. Uh, well, I want to call him Jack Swagger, but it's not, not Jack Swagger <laughs> anymore. Um, when is that going to, when is that going to be? Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Like eventually he turns on Jericho and they have a feud, right? I mean, do something with him. Like he's one of the most wasted talents on the roster. Honestly, uh, they they haven't yet to do anything with him since he was there. Besides being Jericho's lackey, like you know that could be a good match for Jericho. He finally is fed up with being second fiddle to Jericho, and he turns on he does. He's got enough people in JAS. He doesn't need him too. So I, I I just wonder how long it takes him to do that if they ever get to that because. But he likes his hat. <laughs> <laughs> I like this hat. That's all he says in the promo. I, mean, I like this hat. He's like a he's an incredible in the ring too, mm-hmm. but they yet to they don't they don't use him because he's an actual uh, you know wrestler, MMA guy. Yeah. Like I I don't understand that really why they haven't done anything more with uh, Hager. Well, that's- I think that's a problem that AEW has too. Is their their roster is bloated. They have so they have too many stars and not enough TV time. So you get what three hours of television a week with Dynamite and Rampage. I mean, there's Dark and Dark Elevation too, but three hours of television a week. No, that's a Monday Night Raw for you know yeah. WWE. There's just so many, so much talent well, on that. And roster. they've done a good job of they've done a good job of creating stars too. Mm-hmm. Something that WWE doesn't do very well. Right, and right. so then they create all those stars, that, but the, their main problem is getting them on TV. As in WWE, honestly, you've got the Bloodline, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the rest of it. I could almost care less about most of the time. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a good point. WWE does not do a good job of. They got more television they time, got time, but they don't have anything to fill it with. Mm-mm. No, I think if AEW, I think a. AEW needs to make Rampage live. It needs to stop being taped. It need, Rampage needs to be live. And I think you move Rampage to two hours just like Dynamite. Make it the SmackDown to um, do you, Dynamite. Do you move it to match up against it and have a Friday Night War? I don't think that's going to go well for AEW. Well, just because, is it because they're not on a network TV versus – Does that? I, do you think that matters? I, I just think it's the – SmackDown is such a a known commodity, and Rampage has been garbage with it being taped. I don't think, for me personally, if it's on at the same time, if I had to choose SmackDown or Rampage, I'm watching SmackDown ten times out of ten. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them move it to Thursday, get it off of Friday, because there's other than Impact or New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's no wrestling your, on Thursday. You got ROH now. You're putting on Thursday. Yeah, but that's taped from Orlando. So, yeah. I mean, or are I, they going to try to compete against their own, basically their own yeah. program? You know? I don't know. I don't know. That's you know what? Next next time we do a, this uh, this stream here, we need to get Tony Khan on here so we can ask the hard hitting <laughs> questions. Yeah, that's and I'm I keep waiting, and I wish they would do it. Somebody needs to go head up against Raw. 
because SmackDown, I think, is a lot better programming right now than Raw. You I think know, ain't nobody touching Raw. It could be okay. it could be trash, and there's still 1.8 million viewers. Like it's more, it's not who going is watching. Who is watching that? Because if you put, I mean, I I get, it, I watch it too. But <laughs> if you put a quality AEW show up against what Raw usually puts out, I'm gonna watch AEW, and then I go back and watch Raw. Maybe not live. But yeah, at least uh, now you can record them. It's not it's not like when we grew up when we actually had to choose between uh-huh. Nitro and Raw. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like that that WWE is getting, it gives them a pass because no one will try to compete with them. I know, you know, WCW tried to do it back in the day, but I honestly think that AEW does such a great job of creating talent and doing and building storylines up that they could compete at some level with them. Well, I, I, I agree to an extent, but the other thing is AEW is supposed to be the alternative to WWE. So I don't think it's wise for AEW to try and go head up with WWE. I think that's a bad idea. But like they're doing it now on Wednesday where, okay, I can watch Monday Night Raw on Monday and then I can watch Dynamite on Wednesday. I think you're getting the best of both worlds. They're not infringing on anybody it dynamite's what made NXT move from Wednesday to Tuesday is because of dynamite because dynamite was doing better than NXT. So they had to move. And so Wednesday's wide open. I think you keep it where it's at. I wouldn't, I don't think it's a good idea. We saw what happened with WCW. It's not a good idea to go head up with WWE on a Monday night. It worked for a little bit. I know it's not great. I just, I just, I want someone to force WWE to start writing some good storylines. Yeah, because outside of the bloodline and Judgment Day, there's I nothing. mean, it's skippable. Yeah, like I can I, I can go through and I can miss a couple of weeks. Like I've missed a few Raw and SmackDowns here and there. I can go back and watch them in ten minutes. I just hope oh, there's a match up. Oh, who I don't care about them. Skip, skip, skip. No, that's not interesting. Skip. skip. I mean, I can go and I I watch the storyline. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, entanglement, and I'm done. I don't need to watch anything else. But at some point, that's going to be played out. Then what do you have? Right. Because you don't build new stars. So mm-hmm. you're going to retread the same people. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think it would be a good idea to go up against them. I, I get what you're saying, though. They're, but AW is the alternative. So just having yeah. it on a different night, I don't have a problem with it. And before we move on, I did think about a couple options for Ricky Starks. Okay. You know, Adam, Adam Cole, he's returning to the ring in a couple weeks. Ooh. And Jay Lethal and Ricky Starks would be interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Lethal could put him over. Yeah. Yeah, I think that – I I like the Adam Cole because Adam Cole's coming back in a few weeks. And Adam, he says, they're going to give Adam Cole a big push. Yeah. Well, and that okay, and that's the issue you run into then. So, in an Adam Cole and Ricky Starks feud, who wins? Who yeah. goes over? Because I think they've turned Cole into more of a baby face, it, it seems like, at this point. But, yeah, and, and I would like that to, to eventually set up him and MJF. Yeah. But, yeah, so I, yeah I like the Ricky Starks, Jay Lethal, because mm-hmm. you still – because Jay Lethal still has those guys, you know, they, he's got Sanjay and Satnam and – And Action Andretti we'll can still be in Starks' corner. Yeah. So, uh, Action yeah. Andretti could be in Ricky's corner – which would then kind of offset. And then if you want to do a tag match, 
which I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett wrestling anymore. But <laughs> if you want to do Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Action Andretti and Ricky Starks, I, at least it's getting Starks on TV. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, 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 getting a, a feud over with, the next one kind of buried a feud, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, as Jack Perry defeats Christian Cage in a last burial match, otherwise known as a casket match, I think, in the – I had to take a new take on it there. Um, I I really enjoy this match, guys. I um, this one's been building for a while. I think actually um, there were some injuries that kind of you know extended this feud out to where it is right now. But I kept waiting for Luchasaurus to just to come out there and do something. Never saw him. So that I think that may still be something that that maybe Jack Perry has to overcome at some point. Because I don't think he's done with that, but I think the Christian Cage thing is uh, is buried here. I this was an excellent match. I I enjoyed this from start to finish. Um, from Jungle Boy coming out there in his you know old school like street fight, just you know jeans and ready to go. From Christian wearing a turtleneck with its sleeves cut off, a tank top turtleneck is what he was wearing. Um, Christian's fantastic. He is a he is the ultimate villain. He plays the villain role to perfection. Um, getting fu Christian chance and he's just smiling. He's just loving it. Um, I thought the match was absolutely great. It was brutal. You could feel the animosity between the two. It came. It jumped off the screen, and I was so excited. I think I popped just as loud as the audience did when Jungle Boy finally hit Christian with a concerto. It's like yes. Finally, now he was torn about it, but he finally did it. And man, he smacked the heck out of him with that chair. The chair bent really good. Yes, yes. Now, quick side note do we know the secret to the concerto? How do they not smash their heads? Are they hitting the other side of the chair? Yeah, I think they're like hitting the other end of the chair so that it hits and yeah, it's it it looked brutal, but you could really easily hurt somebody. Yes, but (laughs) it it looked brutal, but it was I mean, that's everything that match needed to be. I think this is the perfect and and I like the way I like the way that he you know paid his last respects there at the end before he gave him a little kiss. (laughs) Yeah, that that was and the pyro with the with the casket dropping was neat. He had to basically bury his his uh his mentor basically. Yeah. That's what ended up happening. So, Brandon, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't get to see a whole lot of this match. I saw, you know, it was going in and out. This, yeah, this, yeah. Well, AEW's is like three dots, right? oh. and uh, so uh, yeah, Brandon, so, I, I, I need to hook I you up. With, I need you to hook you up with my uh, my pay per view provider. <laughs> yeah, but 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 after this match, starting the next match, I saw the whole rest of everything. <laughs> without much interruption so it was just this match kept going in and out a little bit and uh, i saw the finish though and i but i mean you know i i'm you know yes christian's the villain or whatever but i'm i'm always going for christian you know like it's like you know jack perry's cool cool little cool but you know i'd like to see christian win so it's like i've always been on the christian side of the storyline but but uh you know jungle boy he's he's he is what he is and you you mentioned luchasaurus i think Unfortunately, I don't think we're completely done with this feud just yet. And the only reason I say that is because Luchasaurus, I think, will come back and then eventually turn on Christian. And I think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus get back together for Jurassic Express, and I think they become a tag team again. 
when that happens, I don't know. But I think going forward, because same question we asked about Ricky Starks. What do you do with Jungle Boy now? I mean, what do you do with him? There's nowhere for him to go. He's been like with this whole Christian Luchasaurus feud for so long. It's like you don't know what to do with him. Yeah. And I, he's he's another one. He is, you know how Reggie Jackson's Mr. October. I think Jungle Boy is Mr. AEW pay-per-view because he just puts on bangers on these pay-per-views. Like he is fantastic. Um, I'm a huge Jungle Boy fan, but I don't know what you do with him. I don't know. I, the only thing I can think is Luchasaurus comes back and you put him in the tag division. And I know I said the same thing with Ricky Stark, so let's just load up the tag division, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I I have a lot more faith in AEW coming up with something than I would if this was a WWE. One hundred percent in WWE's realm now. If Triple H was still completely in charge, then I would have faith in Triple H. But since he's kind of uh, since we got the old man coming back, I uh, I don't trust WWE. I don't even not all. even. I mean, Triple H has done some good stuff, but not even now. I think I still trust AEW more than even if Triple H is solely in charge. Um, because you know, honestly, the bloodline thing kind of fell under their lap, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know how much that was like, that could have been several years back. Cause when Roman Reigns was getting booed, I'm like, just put him with the Usos and, and form a heel group. Like I was saying that two or three years before this happened. And, um, I just think it's a natural thing. It just kind of fell into place and fell in their lap. Now they've done a good job of continuing it, but to me, like at some point, Roman's going to lose the titles probably at Mania. Usos are going to lose the titles probably to Owens, and then then once that's done, you know, can they do something to continue it or keep something going that's going to be interesting? Because I don't have what much confidence. Did you hear who's about to possibly get involved? It sounds like they're going to do something, but they're going to kind of create some buzz between Rikishi and Paul Heyman. Oh gosh! And kind of oh. like who's who's the 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 wise, you know? And, oh, and then get Rikishi to come to. Hey, as long as he comes out, and does his, as long as he comes out and does his dance. Yeah. <laughs> as long as he does a stink face to Heyman. I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think they they will book – they're able to book Jungle Boy. I have more faith in the AEW booking Jungle Boy than WWE right now. But I, I still – I mean, we've looked at the landscape. I don't know what you do with Jungle Boy. I don't know where he goes from here. I'll tell you this much. Um, he probably deserves a little, a little time off. That's a little physical match that he had. I, I would give him maybe a week or two off, come back and try and start something new with somebody. But – I. It was an excellent match. It was everything it needed to be to blow off a feud. That's why I hope it's over with because it's the perfect blow-off match. He kissed Christian goodbye. Christian goes into the ground. Christian should be gone for a couple of weeks too. Um, I just don't know what to do with him. Christian's gone. I think he needs to be gone for a little bit more than that, even, you know, a month or two. He needs to – they need to sell that. Like he's buried. He's gone. He got hit with a chair in the face. Yeah. No, he's going, he, a, he's going to do a crossover. It's going to be Christian and Edge against Damian Priest and Finn. <laughs> he got buried. He goes through the ground. He goes up. He, he comes out of a casket in WWE. Yeah. The burial was the WWE portal that he went into. Yeah. Yeah. 
the transfer portal, it went through the casket. <laughs> since you can just transfer now, I mean, just do that yeah. rest transfer portal. Hit the portal. Yeah. I loved. I also loved Christian, and again, just how good Christian is, getting involved with Jungle Boy's sister and his mom again. Um, he's, I mean, he is. I'm with you, Brandon. It's hard to cheer against Christian. I know he's a jerk on, on screen, but he is so good at what he does. I, I I have nothing bad to say about Christian. I think he's fantastic. Well, see, the thing with Jungle Boy is, like like you said, matches-wise, especially pay-per-views, he puts on heck of matches. Mm-hmm. But with him, it doesn't, like, you know, who what they do with him next. It really – him, you just need to put him with a good wrestler because, like, this story worked because of the pers- personal parts to it. But, like, Jungle Boy, for with most people, is not going to be such a great storyteller. Right. You know, he, he's not, that's not, he's just, but he's a, his wrestling matches are incredible. And he's not a great promo either. He's not yeah, he's great on saying, the yeah. microphone. Yeah. So like he, for the story, it worked, the story worked because it, because of Christian. Yes. But, yeah. but wrestling match wise that usually they put him with another good, you know, wrestler and then they'll put on the, you know, bangers and matches, you know, just, ha- you know, have Nick Jackson get hurt and just have him and Matt Jackson fight or something, <laughs> you know, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Speaking of the Jacksons, guys. Hey, good job, Brandon. <laughs> good job, Brandon. There are, that's our next match is, is House of Black, the oh, new trio champions. They were knocked off the elite um, in a outstanding match. I feel like I'm repeating myself over and over, but, man, have I missed getting to see the elite. I haven't watched a lot of AEW here recently, so I missed a lot of those seven, the seven versus uh, best of seven matches. Um, there was something that we did. What was it? Oh, wait, it was the wrap up show. A lot of Wednesdays missed for me over the last little bit. I try to catch up, but I missed seeing the Jacksons on TV, also Kenny Omega. And you know, they just deliver. And uh, but good, this is good for the House of Black. These guys needed something. The Jacksons, Kenny Omega, they don't need the titles, honestly. Um, they can have feuds without them. But I think this is a need that House of Black needed these titles. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. But man, this was a great match. The other than other than the main event, this was the match of the night, in my opinion. This was an absolute banger of a match. I mean, all six of these guys are first class in in what they in professional wrestling. They are. I love Buddy Matthews, Malachi. Brody King looks like a freaking savage out there. Um, and then, of course, the elite, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are, are top notch. Um, so you weren't going to have a bad match, but this was an absolute banger. Here's my issue I have. And this is, seems to be kind of the issue with AEW, too. You took us on eight weeks because they took a week off. You took us on eight weeks of a best of seven series, which the outcome was kind of they were finishing in LA where the young bucks are from. Like you knew the young bucks were going to win it in the elite. So you took us on an eight week journey with fantastic trios matches with the death triangle. They won those titles. What? Two, three weeks ago, three, maybe a month ago. And now all of a sudden they're first, not first, but they defended at the pay-per-view to the house of black and they lose them already. So all that eight weeks of television in my mind, just goes down the drain because what's the point now? You didn't even give them a title reign. Now, I love the House of Black having the titles. I think they deserve it. I think they're fantastic. My my issue, though, 
why did we have eight weeks of matches or seven matches when you're just going to give it to the House of Black at the next pay-per-view? That's my only issue I have. With well, they needed, they needed some uh, matches. And I wonder, and this is something we have to talk about. Did we know that the whole backstage brawl with CM Punk, that probably had a lot to do with the way this was weird. They could have possibly had set up this to happen at this pay-per-view. Maybe they were going to have the titles that whole time. And to set things back right, maybe this is what happened. They didn't get as long of a run. I don't know. Yeah. I, that, Like I said, that's my only issue with it. I, and But I feel like AEW does that a lot. We'll talk about the TNT Championship coming up. They're putting themselves in the same situation. Um, but, I mean, as far as the match goes, it was fantastic. And I'm happy for the House of Black. I hope they have a substantial run, you know, uh, even through the next pay-per-view. I would say, you know, a four, five, six-month reign who's, for House of Black next? would be good. Who's next for them, who we think? Anybody, y'all have any suggestions on? I mean, you could, uh, they just did it, but Death Triangle versus House of Black with Lucha Brothers and Pac versus House oh, of Black. Be I, an, an epic match. Mark Briscoe and the Lucha, I mean, I, there's there are what about, a what about the acclaimed with uh with daddy ass <laughs> that would be entertaining i don't want to see daddy ass in the ring anymore either uh he's, he's still entertaining you got it he's entertaining i mean he met he's made he the claim were here and he's put them like on that top tier level just from him being involved with them yeah i don't, now, I don't know who would be next for house of black blackpool combat club are they still are they still together though? Well, I think they are, but like I was kind of hoping we'll get I mean we'll get this later, but I was kind of hoping maybe one would kind of turn last night, you know, yeah. during that last match, but we'll get to that later, but but I mean I, it's hard to tell if they are. I think they technically still are, but it's I, I mean it's well, always Wheeler Utah, he his gear always has the, you know, Black Cool Combat Club yeah. stuff on. Well, I know Wheeler and Claudio are for sure in. Moxley is sometimes with them. So, yeah, I would do Wheeler, Claudio, and Danielson now. This is Danielson lost this match. Well, Danielson hadn't been involved with the Blackpool Combat Club in That's... a few, a couple months. Yeah, well, since Regal left. Yeah, take, yeah so yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. So, yeah. yeah. But, but, I, but it, I would love yeah, that. But if so, you could do that. Yeah. No, 100%. I, I would Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler versus the House of Black. Take my money. That's going to mm. be a banger. Yeah. I think any. I just want to see. I don't know who House of Black will go against, but you have plenty of trios. There's there's a lot of factions in AEW, so there's plenty of options for House of Black. It's not like they're struggling for competition like we were talking about with Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy. House of Black has a lot of competitors that they could go against. Just who makes the most sense? And and you got to don't give me a, a trios championship match in three weeks on Dynamite. Let's build this story up so that for the next pay per view. Yeah, that's one of the things, and you talked about that. That's one of the things that they do a lot. It's like, let's have a title match, you know, every week. It's like, are you really going to – it's one of those you – can't, you can't sell it. Are you really going to just return the title back over? Of course, I guess you can, but then you don't have any the, – then the champion doesn't get any any run. So yeah, There was really yeah. no build for this match. I mean, they built this match, what – maybe two weeks before the pay-per-view. Like there was no, there was no story behind it. It was just kind of like, here, these six guys are great. Let's have them wrestle. And I want, I still wonder what their plan was originally before they got suspended for that whole time. Cause I mean, 
And you have to when you because I think um, I've heard several times from different um, outlets that AEW kind of they have their stuff like six months in advance. Yeah. So like they've got their stuff planned out. I mean that makes sense. I mean some other people should take notes on that. But anyway, <laughs> um, so they've got it in advance. Well then this happens. It's not planned. So now you've got to, you know, just because you got one story different that affects a lot of other things. Um, so. I just wonder if that was why this was a little weird. Because, I mean, they don't do it a whole lot. Every once in a while, they'll do some weird where it, they, the title flips. Just like you talked about, that one was a little strange. I'm not sure why Samoa Joe ever won it. He was on his own title. I don't know why that was needed to have two. There's so many belts. Um, unless you're going to do some belt collector thing where he just starts collecting all these belts. and that That's makes another thing. There's too many titles on AEW. <laughs> well, especially when you have the RH ones mixed in. Yeah. You got the then ROH. They, then they bring in, there's, you know, was it the... The non-sanctioned FTW yeah. title. Yeah. Is that one... Do they still... Is that one still... Does Hook still have Hook, that one? Yeah, and Hook just had a... Defended it. I want to say it was, it was either last week or week before last on Dynamite. He just defended it. So... <laughs> But it's not a real title. But they had a graphic for it and everything. I don't mind the titles as long as you have room to put fit them all in. That's what their problem is. We just talked about earlier, the airtime on TV. You've got how many titles versus the three hours of programming a week that's on TV? Well, just look at the pay per view we just had. Where was the TBS championship? Jay Cargill wasn't on the show, which I'm okay with that. But she wasn't on the show defending that title. The All Atlantic Championship was on the show, but it wasn't defended. I mean, there's they got all these titles, and they it's like they have so many titles they don't know what to do with them because there's not enough television, and you can't load up a pay per view with just straight title matches. I mean, I guess you could, but that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are I don't I don't understand what they're doing sometimes. Um, but I like their problem more than WWE, where you don't have enough titles to have anything going on. Well, one guy's got two, yeah, and then you got then this guy. Well, he's not on the pay per view this week, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like they have problems with that. It's the opposite problem, which I don't like that because you need well, most of the time, especially with WWE, since they don't know how to tell a regular story, they need a belt involved. Yeah, and when they don't have a belt involved, they don't have it. They have trouble. Uh, it seems like to me, as in AEW is able to tell some stories. Where they don't need a belt, and they have a lot of belts. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a, it's a, like you said, it's a good problem to have. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know who House of Black. I don't know what the next feud is. I will say this though: you don't need to leave them off TV again, like you did in the past. House of Black wasn't on TV for the longest time. Well, part of that, there, there was rumors that Malachi and Buddy were like disgruntled and were going to leave. Yeah. And so, and I and I think it was closed. I think I because you know, I think Malachi's contract was actually about to be up, and they I think they renewed. But you know, so so there was a little limbo there that I, was part of it. But but yes, I'll, we need and to I, see them a lot. I like think he had week. a back injury too, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. Um, we, need, and, we need to see them every week. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And Buddy Matthews. I mean, it would make sense for Buddy Matthews to go back to WWE. His girlfriend's Rhea Ripley, so. <laughs> but that would make sense. But I think. Um, yeah, well, they don't need to be off TV again. So I'm not Rhea Ripley could fit right in with that group. I mean, and Buddy Matthews could fit right in with Judgment Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's interesting that they're both of their kind of groups are that dark, you know, mm-hmm. group. Uh, speaking of women, um, the next match, another great one, and man, 
this the women's storyline. I'm really liking the way this is going, guys. I don't know how, how much y'all. Uh, one one of my favorite storylines, the whole um, outlaws. They're calling them. I thought that was interesting. The way they used outlaws, kind of like referring to the outlaws, like Kevin Nash and and uh, Scott uh, Hall from old old uh, WCW days. Um, Jamie Hayter retains, but then Ruby Soho joins. The Outlaws. I pretty much, I I figured that was going to happen. I, I had my thoughts. Then she threw her out. They threw her out of the ring. I was like, oh well, I guess that's not going to happen. And then, yep. Then it it still did. So, um, match was great though. I mean, I, I really it, these all three women. Uh, Soraya looked good to me. Um, of course, she always was good in the ring, but you never know when you've been out of the ring that long. This was the, probably her biggest match, and I don't know. Four or five years, I can't yeah. think of how long it's been. So long since she's been out, I can't. She was out of the ring five years before yeah. she came back at the the last pay per view. But I mean, this is this was her biggest match, mm-hmm. um, obviously for the belt here, and I thought it was a great match. Um, it's still weird to me of how we got from Jamie Hader and and Britt Baker, like. You know, railing on the crowd, and, and all of a sudden they have completely flipped him. Uh, AEW does a really good job of, of like subtle, like complete turns with their face and heel characters. Like it's like all of a sudden, in a week or two's time, Baker's gone from being hated by everyone. Now she's the baby face because she's an original. Um, I, I really like the way they did that, and I wonder if they're going to build something up with a big group on both sides. Now you've got, you've got three women on um, the side of the, the uh, outlaws. Now you've got hater Baker and I don't know who's going to join, join them now, but you got a, a really good um, kind of a, a women versus women match that they could do with this. I got where, a couple where, of options for you. Where's okay. Thunder Rosa? Where's Serena Deeb? I mean, Hikaru Shida, she was a part of this storyline, and then all of a sudden she's out of it. And she was on the other side. Right. She kind of got bumped, and she kind of, they kept throwing little nuggets where she was, you know, getting perturbed by them by, you know, like they were kind of, so now she could flip to the Britt Baker side. But all of a sudden she goes off television. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's, you know, if you're one original, you get, you got Shida. Uh, Rio, which I don't want to see Rio, but are but are uh, Nala Rose, and then but someone I would have been cool to see to come out last night at what they were attacking would have been Jade just to get the you know Jade yeah. to get the pop and, and then just come out and and have a little but I, 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 I they need to get the TBS championship off of her without her losing somehow because I want to see her make a title run, but she needs to, somehow she exchanges that for a title match, yeah, for. Because she's that that titles is basically non-existent now. I mean, it's she built it up, but now it's like, okay, Jade's gonna win again. Okay, I mean, they well, need, she's they not need... facing any real competition. Like Red Velvet, Red Velvet's not winning the championship. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be let's be honest here. So she hadn't. I mean, there's no competition for that. Which is why why is it? Where's Thunder Rosa? Where's Serena Deeb? Where are all these people? Well, that, Nyla, like. Like it's Thunder Rosa. She is she still hurt? Because like she's so she's on the radio every week, and but like I think she's still hurt. 
Well, I don't, I'm not that, sure. There's conflicting reports about that. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But it, where is Serena Deeb hurt? Because she ain't been on TV for about four or five months. That is true. Yeah. Um. So I. I don't. I. I, I was happy with the outcome. I think Jamie Hader is the right well, champion. I think you she's could. Doing well. You could take the outlaws and they could go after Jade, three on one, and then they one of them takes a title and it takes all three of them. So then you kind of keep her strong and a way to get the title off her. You could do it that way. Oh, uh, another one I just thought of, because thinking about the TBS championship, here's who I think should take the TBS championship. She was hot before she got hurt. Um, Chris Statlander. Yeah, I was going to say the alien girl. <laughs> yeah, Chris Statlander. She was on track to beat Jade. I think the original plan, we were talking about original plans. I think that was the original plan was to have Stat beat Jade for the TBS championship, and then Stat got hurt. What about uh, Ember Moon? She's got, what's her name now? Oh, yeah. Uh, Athena. She could be, Athena. The, she, she could be an outlaw. Yeah, where'd she go? Where She's Where do these gone. women go? I don't know. She could be an outlaw. <laughs> she could join Team Outlaw because she came from WWE. But Statlander, if she returned and joined uh, Jamie Hader and them, that'd be cool. But I don't know when perfect. she's set to come back. So. Yeah, and what a and with all the talk, I know she's the IWGP champion. Mercedes Monet, she could join the Outlaw Group. She could. It's part of so AEW. They're gonna have like eight people. <laughs> I mean, you, right. you, well, then, well, then you're setting up for a blood and guts match. Yeah, with the women. I so, I would love I love to see those kind of like you don't see many women. Uh, groups anymore and i think that would be pretty cool to have you know because you you can you can run those for four five six months have people turn and show up and well yeah you have so many you have so many different matchups you could have i mean you could you're not facing the same people over and over kind of mix it up yeah yeah that's a good point with uh Mercedes, when I, I think she's got to she's got to land in in AEW. I, well, she ain't going back to WWE. I think yeah. we can. That's that's out. I think she will end up in AEW. I just don't know when. But I think I think this storyline, the only way to really cap it off is with a blood and guts match with the women. The men had one, you know, past two years. I think the women in a blood and guts match with with this on the line, you get four on four, kind of like a war games. You get four on four in the blood and guts. I think that would be a fantastic match. I don't know how AEW would feel about putting Soraya in that physical of a match when she's, you know, returning yeah. after five years. I don't know about that, but I mean, you could kind of protect her with eight people in the match. You can kind of protect her where she doesn't have to take these big bumps. Well, yeah. but last night she took a, a bump on the apron that looked gross. So, <laughs> I don't know, but I think that's what they're setting up for. I think they're setting up this whole storyline to blow off at blood and guts. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things uh, that were notable. Um, Jamie Hayter is over. Like she yes. is like, um, it, she went from being absolutely hated to just beloved. Kind of like I was talking about with, with Britt Baker. Um, she suplexed both women at once. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, and it might be, I mean, Soraya to me, you know, she had the other matches, but she looked like she was back. Yeah. She looked, she looked really good, good last night. Um, the, the rust or the, you know, 
everything I think has kind of been worked off. I think she's she's there. And this this storyline, I mean, to me, it just reeks of NWO. You, you're painting people, you're painting L's on people. I know that for, I guess it's for, you know, loser, I'm guessing is what L means. I don't know that they've ever really, I've never heard them mention what the L means. You may have missed it on TV. Did I miss that or that they, they said anything about that's I'm assuming that's what the L is. There it's almost like Degeneration X, old school yeah. Degeneration it's X. Got the the lime green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that interests me where they're gonna go with that. But I mean, man, they've got some they've got some good stories going there that that, that are gonna carry over. I'm excited to see where this goes uh Wednesday night. I also think after because I think there's gonna be blood and guts between the women. I think after that. I think Britt turns on Jamie, and we yeah, get a Britt and Jamie for, but, but now you can't do it because yeah. yeah, because they gotta let the well, simmer and, and, and is, is they're gonna try to keep her face while she's got this that show that's gonna be all about. I guess she's gonna be all in there with Adam Cole. That's true. That all access show. Yeah. So kind of like when they would have the Bellas and stuff, they would keep them faces during when they had the shows on because you want people to watch. Right. They want to like. And not that people wouldn't like her, like her, but you know, if, if you're a face, and you know, they're more likely to, hey, I want to see what goes on on the show. So, um, man, speaking of blood and guts, there was a lot of that in this next match, dude. <laughs> can I just say before we get into this? And I tweeted this out. I was physically uncomfortable watching this. Like, was it the fork? It was the fork because he literally looked like he was stabbing a body with blood squirting. This is stuff you see out of movies. I was physically sitting there like, dude, this is a little much. Yeah, my, my daughter was like, hey, what's he doing with that? I'm like, uh. Your daughter yeah. was watching? Yeah, <laughs> the kids were watching. My, my son was watching too. Well, we. He's like, um, yeah, it's. It, Kristen couldn't even. She was in the room and she's like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, "It was, it was graphic. It was the, him. one of the more graphic matches that I remember seeing." Um, it seems like that. And no offense to Moxley, but it seems like every match he's in now is a bleeding match. Well, you knew last night was going to be, but yeah, but it, the the regular pinfall matches will be like that. I mean, he's bleeding no matter what what kind of match. And I don't know if it's just because he's busted himself up so much now that he just bumps himself. And he just starts bleeding, but man, oh. I liked uh, Renee's uh, reactions on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't even see those. Yeah, she 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 was adding a couple little commentary during the just kind of like, hey, she was kind of uneasy with it too, you know, dude. I mean, it was it. First off, uh, another again, the word of the night or the phrase of the night, a banger of a match. It was absolutely fantastic, but it was uncomfortable uncomfortably gory and graphic to me um and and the another issue AEW has is they show blood so much that it's kind of losing its effect now like this match specifically was tailor-made for blood like yes you should absolutely be bleeding like a stuck pig but like like Brandon said, every pinfall match he just he busted open. Every once you see blood so much, you just get desanitized to it, and or desensitized. And it's just, I, I mean, last night was a is not the best example, but there was like three or four matches that had blood last night. Yeah, because well, even like I, I know like I know it was an Ironman match or so sixty minutes. It's gonna happen. But even the MJF uh, Brian Danielson match had it, and like 
you don't really need it with it because it, that's supposed to be 60 minutes of technical greatness. Well, FTR came out, and Dax Harwood was bleeding. He busted open. He didn't even do it. How? I never thought. I was going to say that. I was like, he came. It comes out and doesn't even really do anything, and all of a sudden he's busted open. (laughs) I mean, he cut cut his head shaving. (laughs) It's just AEW, and and I I like the fact that AEW shows blood because WWE doesn't, and I think there's feuds where it needs to happen, like Edge and Finn Balor. That that blow off when it finally happens needs to be bloody. Like that's that's how that needs to end. So this one right here with a Texas death match, you knew it was going to be graphic, but my gosh, we're talking bricks and chains and <laughs> chairs and barbed curb wire. Stomp, curb stomp on the bricks. Did you hear them do the uh oh <laughs> the Seth Rollins? Good <laughs> <laughs> moxie out there. That was crowd was awesome but the match was was the chain that was a nasty final spot there yeah yeah i was like oh my gosh you're gonna kill him yeah he was hanging with the chain over the rope like that and i thought that adam page was about to do a dead eye on those bricks and i said man this is not gonna end pretty uh he didn't get to but i mean and then the the one where hangman was up on top of the turnbuckle and moxley pushed him off he nearly missed that table so he he only caught part of it yeah it it was it was physical it was graphic it was everything that a texas death match should be and i think the right person won i'm glad to see hangman win and get him a dub he got a Um, new entrance too he did now i I saw on twitter they said uh mikey ruckus who makes a lot of the uh the the entrances for these wrestlers he said that was a one-off that it's not going to be his his normal theme but i i kind of enjoyed it i kind of liked it but I like his regular theme too. So yeah, I kind of thought it was strange not hearing his regular one. But I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this is cool. The match was fun though. I, like I said, it just—if you were eating dinner while you're watching this match, it was a terrible idea. <laughs> but it was so, good though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the the fork was definitely interesting. Uh, there was a power bomb on the chair that was close to being disaster. You know, two chairs in the middle. Yes, back to back. And if he had like, moved, oh. oh man, and, and that's what impresses. And there's a lot of wrestling haters out there, a lot of professional wrestling haters. Oh, it's all fake, blah blah blah. It's not fake, it's scripted. There's a difference. It's just <laughs> like watching a movie that the stuff they're doing in those movies isn't realistic either, it's scripted. Anyway, that's beside the point, but um, the 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 t- the technical prowess of these wrestlers to know, hey, I can throw you right here and it'll hurt, but you're not going to die. Or I can put this barbed wire in your face and yeah, it's going to hurt, but you're not going to have any long. Like the, the thin edge that these wrestlers are on with these moves is amazing to me. Like it just blows my mind that there's not more injuries than what we see. It's crazy to me. So so here's and this is this is something that that point that I know is why would you wrap barbed wire around your own hand? <laughs> well, every time you wrap it around somebody his with it to hit somebody with it for like two seconds when it's like now it's it's like in in inside your hand now basically. We needed more blood on the match, Brett. That's why yeah. we, there wasn't enough blood. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 one problem I had though is they. So the the text defense and like Hangman was out of the ring and then the refs counting out. Why why is there why was there count outs? I don't, I don't think there was a count out. There was a a, a 
like if you were down for 10 seconds there was a count uh but like because the hangman he was standing up like he had already because it, it was like at six and he was already standing up he was out of the ring but and moxley was inside and they he was still counting and i was like this doesn't make sense we, we can't have a texas death match in a, in a count out <laughs> no i think i think it was like the a 10 count for being down so well, i get that but he was already at six he was already standing up he just wasn't back in the ring yet were both of made, them up yeah, Moxley was oh. Moxley was standing in the ring the whole time. Well, then maybe he messed up. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, and AEW refs do have a tendency to do that, especially well, like especially like Rick Knox and uh, th- there's the other one too that Aubrey is Aubrey. Well, yeah, but there's the other guy that that they tend to mess up a lot. Though. Oh, the the one that was in the uh, the Iron Man maybe. match, Bryce Rimsburg. Yeah, yeah, Rimsburg. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, by the way, we'll talk about this in, coming up. But in the tag team match, there was also Aubrey made a mistake. Um. How are you going to stop the acclaim from using a guitar in a no DQ match? Why are you stopping that? There's no disqualification. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, just uh, well, is that another segue? No, <laughs> no, there's nothing. No segue. I don't, I don't know how to segue that one. Hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. We can segue into this. We can segue into this. Speaking of rivalries, Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Oh yeah, that was that one. That rival that's been how long? I forgot about that match. I thought we were going yeah. to the tag team because I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, this, this match was put in a horrible position right after the Texas death match. This the this match was not going to get the 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 attention it deserved. I think a lot of people were overlooked this match. One, because who really cares about the TNT championship, to be honest? And second, because it was right after the de- Texas death match, the crowd was just on such a high it is so hard to follow something like that. I, I mean, I love both these guys. I do too, but it, it, they they got put in a bad spot. Yeah. Somebody had I to said at least five times man. last night. Why, why did WWE mess the mojo up so bad? Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> I put him as an announcer, but I love both these guys. I, I, I don't want to see them against each other no more, mm-hmm. but I, I want to see them both do something with somebody. You know, they're just the mojo's awesome. Wardlow's awesome. Yeah. So. What do you think about Wardlow? Some of the spots that he's able to hit as a big guy. It's it's amazing. The the stuff he does off the top rope, the 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 jump of over the rope, like everything that his athleticism is ridiculous. Like it's it's almost unmatched. And I want to see him and Keith Lee one day. One day. Yes. Were you all surprised that that Samoa Joe got choked out? That's how it's was that kind of cliche that his that's his move and he gets well that's kind of neat that you know they used his move on him my my problem is why did you give him the TNT championship when he already had the ROH championship and then why do we have this match when another next match. week you're facing powerhouse hop the winners facing powerhouse hops if that's the case Wardlow should have lost last night and Hobbs should take the title from Joe and then you could have Hobbs and Wardlow go at it. But now, now you've, you've know. booked yourself into a corner. Yeah. The, now you're in a no-win situation. And they want to put this belt on TV. That's fine. But then why do you put it on the pay-per-view then? Make it a yeah. TV title. And it's they've got enough titles to put on the pay-per-view. Let Joe defend the ROH title against somebody. Yeah. yeah. I, like the, I mean, it didn't last long, but the whole Joe's the king of television. Oh yeah, it lasted for yeah. Uh, yeah, but if it would have lasted longer, you know, like you can go be king of the ROH app. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm happy for Wardlow, but 
this Wardlow, see, Wardlow kind of got screwed in all this too, because if you remember back last year, he was had that feud with MJF, which was a fantastic feud. Then MJF, whatever happened, where he got on a plane, he didn't get on a plane, whatever. All that controversy surrounding MJF, Wardlow's momentum went off a cliff, and he has not been able to regain that momentum since. He's not as hot as he once was. He's not getting the pop that he used to get. Um, he doesn't even have the Goldberg-esque entrance anymore where people yell out, Wardlow. Yeah. He doesn't have that anymore. So, and he lost his hair. And he <laughs> lost his hair. Now he looks like Frankie Kazarian out there. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but now, now you've you've booked Wardlow again where kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're hurting somebody because do you, this match on Wednesday, if Wardlow wins, great. Now why did Powerhouse Hobbs win the brass ring then? Or the I'm you know, the gold. Be a DQ. I'm, I I have a feeling you're right, which will then set up a triple threat. I think with Joe Wardlow and Hobbs. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I could think of when they show Powerhouse Hobbs up there with the the big ring is the Sonic the Hedgehog. Because <laughs> 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 it looked like the, those gold hurt. rings. It's the yeah. Sonic collects. Yeah. 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 It's like um, they, they're trying to create their own thing, but it's just it's just weird that it's just this gold ring thing. Yeah, it looks like a donut, really. Yeah. Uh, but I I this match again, it was I like Joe, I like Wardlow, I really do, but it was put in a horrible position on the card. And the fact that this TNT championship has been bouncing around from competitor to competitor, nobody's had a solid run with it. I like because I, I feel like Darby Allen just had it. Yes, yes, and and yes. So that's what I'm Darby saying. Allen. Where is Darby? Mm. That's a great question. We can, where's Miro? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Go there's so many WWE. people. There's so much talent on this roster that's not being used. It's almost criminal. But uh, hey, where's where's Jeff Jarrett? Oh wait, no, he's in the next match. I'm just kidding. We haven't seen Andrade lately either. <laughs> no Andrade. Uh, no. Yeah. This. It's a problem. But anyway, the match the match was what it was. I wasn't very interested in it. This was also around the time where I had to start getting ready for the, the newscast on Sunday. So I was kind of half paying attention, but it just didn't it didn't grip me like all the other matches did. I think of all the matches of the night, in my opinion, this was my least favorite match. And that's not was, to say it was a bad match. It was, was just probably my least that favorite. one or the um the first one with Jericho and Ricky Starks. Just because of who it was. I mean, I think it was a good feud. Hopefully it's over. But uh, this one, I think, was just in a bad spot. Yeah. I think that's – you're right on. I think that's really what hurt it. Anybody following that Texas death match, though, would have been – I mean, other than maybe MJ, MJF Danielson, any other match would have fell flat, I think, after that I Texas death I think the crowd match. might have died if you put those two back to back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Chase Center would have been a uh, – been deflated. Yeah. So <laughs> this next match, y'all got to catch me up on this because when did the Guns win the tag titles, and how did that happen? Like two weeks ago, right? Or... I missed that because I, I came out. I saw this match. I'm like, why are they? Did they steal the titles? Nope. They why are. are we, why? Why are the Guns the AEW tag team championship? And now they're doing something. With, well, we'll get to this. Like of all the of all the tag teams they have. All the great tag teams. It's not like we're in uh, WWE where there's not 
that many great tag teams. All the tag teams that aren't being used, too. Yeah. yeah. The, the guns? And as I was starting to see FTR back, but do I want to see them against the guns? No. I, I will wanna... say this, though. The guns, the guns are growing on me a little bit. I think they're very good in the ring. I think they play their role very well. I, I love them with the acclaimed. I just, you know. Yeah, they're they're growing on me a little bit. I will admit that. Now, know, Jay just... Lethal and Jeff Jarrett or Triple J, get them out of here. Get well, I, like Jay I like I, I love Jay Lethal. I can't stand Jeff Jarrett. I can't. But, and, but where do you stand on Sanjay Dutt? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Satnam Singh. All of them. The whole group could just go, give me Jay Lethal as a single competitor, and I'll be happy. They're okay. They're going to ROH, maybe. Probably. Well, they are Jay ROH. Lethal. Yeah, Jay yeah. Lethal's ROH. I th- I, they'll, they'll go on ROH. I think um, – and then you – know, You know how I really liked in this match? Dan Housen. Dan Housen. Mean, <laughs> that's the most look, we've seen him do like, in AEW. Like, did he look like a Orange Cassidy twin with face paint? Or was it yeah. just me? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I like – they and he was like using his moves and stuff. I, oh, yeah, that was the lot. most action he's had in AEW. He is he is a layer with the two of them together. You got him with his uh face paint and his cursing, uh, the other wrestlers and just his animations. And you got Orange Cassie, like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. You know, the two of them, I think, would be a cool team, like, as far as to go on a little bit of a run. And you know, he just he uses his uh his powers and he he makes somebody trip or they fall just something just something stupid so stupid it'd be fun, hilarious. So I totally missed though. How did they get in the match? I missed that part. So Wednesday night there was a yeah. a fatal four way or whatever okay. and the winner won and okay. uh the best friends were supposed to be in it. Trip uh, Beretta and then we're supposed to be in it, but they got but- attacked by. I forget who they got attacked by on Rampage, and they couldn't compete. They were so not Orange, cleared to wrestle. Yeah, so Orange Cassidy and Danhausen teamed up, and then they won it. The Battle Royal. It wasn't a Fatal 4-Way. It was a Casino Battle Royale, and uh, that's how they got in it. I I love Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange, he's from wherever, weighing whatever. <laughs> I just love it. Just that's why I think those two together are just like <laughs> – they're a funny duo, and they're not just they're not just com- comedic, uh, comedic. They actually – can go in the ring well that's a lot of people have the uh, wrong misconception on orange cassidy yes his gimmick is i don't care whatever i don't care about anything but he can go in the ring he is good he is dang good in the ring so um dan housen i think this is the best i've seen dan housen look in the ring he hadn't been in there much but he looked he looked decent he looked decent um i didn't really care for this match to on paper simply because i think it would have been better with the guns and the acclaimed one-on-one. Um, I don't think it needed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. I don't think we needed did it, that. Did they do that to protect the acclaimed? I think so. I think somebody – I think the acclaimed wasn't taking the pin. Um, but I would have preferred to see just a one-on-one tag team match. Um, but, I mean, this – it was an entertaining match. It was entertaining. Uh but Max Caster, his rap beforehand, I was disappointed. He was offbeat a little bit. He didn't have the punchlines that he normally has. I'm disappointed in Max Caster's freestyle. Listen. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> hey, here, I'm reading something here, and see if y'all notice this. Uh, someone said, why did 
Austin and Colton each have half of Shawn Michaels' entrance outfit. Look, I, I that's the first thing I thought about. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was when you were when they were showing them on screen. Whoever was on the left, I can't, I, maybe it was Austin, I think. But he had that little mess shirt, and it looked like I was like, man, it looks like HBK. Like that's that's a Shawn Michaels look alike. Oh, I, the I mean, this match was. It, I guess it needed to be on the pay per view, but. I could have done without this. I think the match itself could have been done on a dynamite and been completely okay. The best part of it was FTR coming out at the end. I'm so glad FTR is back. There's been a lot of talk about them. Are they going to WWE? Are they done with AEW? It's good to see them back. And I, as I'm not thrilled to see an FTR and ass boys feud, but, (laughs) uh, but I think, you know, FTR, do you may th- win those titles back. Do you think that uh, Billy ever goes back with his sons and helps them keep the titles longer? Or do you think he's – I mean, I like what he's doing with the acclaim, but do you ever think he goes – because at some point, you know, this matchup, FTR, the guns, total mismatch, right? On paper. Think, on paper, but oh. the guns will do something nefarious where they keep the titles, I'm sure. So we don't think that uh, Billy comes back with them and helps them keep the titles and ends up turning. Not now. I don't think it happens now. I think eventually he does end with his sons, but I don't think it happens now. I think he, what, he, what they got going with the acclaimed is too hot right now for yeah. it to take him away. Yeah. But it would get a ton of heat on the guns if he turned on them. So, I don't know, but I—I I mean, turns on them and then it sets up an acclaimed guns match where the acclaimed ends up taking the titles back. Do you put the acclaimed in? Because you know, a tag match, a tag team title match is coming with FTR and the guns. Do you put the acclaimed in that as a triple threat? Because what do you do with the acclaimed if you don't do that? Oh, I thought that you shot it down. You didn't want to see Billy in the ring, but I thought he might go after the. Uh, them in a trios i think ftr will be in a trios i think cm punk's coming back and i think he'll join ftr mm. maybe i don't know when i don't know when but well, I, yeah, I have a good feeling. friend so that could be i have a feeling that cm punk and so okay okay i just thought this out in my head ftr will lose to the guns in a tag title match the guns will do something shady to win it i don't know what they'll cheat somehow and win and then ftr then cm punk comes back joins FTR and FTR and CM Punk go after the tag titles probably against the elite because I think the elite will win them back and then man, you- I want to see, see Kenny go back to that, the singles would they think. man would that be some some storylines true life oh, yeah. storyline that one that's a that's what you call a shoot becoming a work because that is a real life <laughs> feud that happened that now they're going to make it to a storyline because they're, you know, they would make a buttload of money off that. Feud. So you think that could be something that happens in the uh, Chicago, normal Chicago show in the fall? Isn't that where all out is? Yep. There you go. There's your, there's your main event for all out trios championship elite versus FTR and CM Punk. Yeah. But I still want to see Kenny. Go. I still want to see Kenny does own thing. Yeah. Well then maybe, maybe, Maybe House of Black versus yeah, CM Punk and FTR. Don no, but I, like, I love Don the idea. Callis, Don Callis will have him doing something here soon. Yeah, he's yeah. still he's still hanging around. 
I think yeah. the Bucks, the Bucks need to go into the tag division and revamp that tag division, and then. Um, so, so yeah, so maybe, yeah, so maybe, maybe uh, FTR just takes the titles, and we get Bucks and FTR again. I'm, I'm okay. Take my money. Yeah, and then Punk comes Omega. back, and then we get a, we just get Punk and Omega. Punk and Omega. <laughs> Either way, I think Punk's coming back. I think they're going to turn this whole Punk situation into a money making event, and he's coming back. Everybody he, wins. Everyone makes money. Yeah. Everyone wins. Yep. If it's a if it was a female feud, I'd say. It, but you know how the guys' feuds are. You know yeah. that happens. And once you, you fight, once you fight, you become friends again. Yeah. It's like okay, so we can, so we can either let this get in the way and have make it, or we can turn this into something. Yeah. Sell, sell some pay per views. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, make yeah. some money. Yeah. Hey, let's do that. How yeah. about that? All out in Chicago. CM Punk will be in the main event. Mark my word. We will come back in the uh, all out wrap up show, and we'll be saying, Kyle, you were right. You called this six seven hey, months ago. You- I hope you are right. I'd love to see that. I, I was usually the first am, match. Brett. I usually the am. first match of that night will be MJF against Jungle Boy. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start calling you uh, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a ton of theories about wrestling too. So, <laughs> hey, you can start your own theory. The KO <laughs> theories. You should start your own. Look, I I got plenty. Make of you a t-shirt. Make me a t-shirt. Yeah, I got plenty of theories. Okay. It, one of the theories is I'm better than you, and you know it. That's a Segway. good segue into the next match. <laughs> As uh, man, oh man, what a match! How many people thought? I know we probably all thought MJF was MJF was going to win, but man, there's a couple times I thought Danielson's going to get Danielson's going to win this match. They did it such was. a good job of of selling that. I mean, it was incredible. The MJF has it all. MJF has the look. He has the charisma. He has the mic skills. He's got the the only thing people were questioning about MJF. MJF I don't know why I want to keep saying MGF. MJF <laughs> Maxwell. Um, the only thing they were were you know not sure about was his in ring work. Could he go sixty minutes with one of the best wrestlers in the world? And he did. He did that. There is nothing more for MJF to prove to anybody. He is. I'm not gonna go out there and say the best wrestler. He is one of the best wrestlers that's ever done this. He, I mean, he's he's fantastic. He is just he threw water on an innocent little oh, kid. Bring up. I don't think that was. Uh, I think that was just off the top of his head. He did that. I don't that think was that definitely was, not planned. Did the after the show, after the Ooh. show, they brought that kid back stage and let him meet his favorite wrestlers. There's a picture of him with Powerhouse Hobbs. So AEW took care of him. But yeah, that that was definitely not planned. MJF is a jerk and I love it. Oh, he's, 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 he's so good. He's definitely the best heel in wrestling. Oh, dude. So, so good. But yeah, I'm with you, Brad. I did think a couple of times that Danielson may pull this off. And, but in the back of my mind, I was like, MJF is not losing. Like, I don't know how he's going to do it. He is not losing. But I did enjoy the fact that they kept it just these two these two people in the ring. There wasn't outside interference. It was one-on-one, mano-a-mano. They even had a great spot early in the match where they just kept kind of reversing each other's moves, just in, showing the technical wrestling that MJF is capable of. Um, Bryce Rimsberg earned his paycheck with all those 
his hands probably worn out. Get that man some ice. He was all <laughs> over the place when they kept rolling around and he kept trying to count it. He was it it this I haven't seen many Iron Man matches, I must admit. I, I haven't seen many of them. But this had to be from everybody I've heard talk about it and from what I've seen, one one of the top Iron Man matches of all time. This was fantastic. It was everything you wanted. Something I liked um uh was the when MGF took the DQ and then pinned him twice in a row. I thought that was smart. Like That's chess, not checkers. <laughs> yeah, so he basically took a 1L and got two Ws out of that. I mm-hmm. thought that – yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that done in an Ironman match before. I thought that was creative. There's a lot of a lot of creativity in this match between the two. And I think the toughest thing to do in a match like this is you know it's going 60 minutes, is to keep that crowd into it, to keep the crowd engaged. And they – I mean – and then I thought they were going to end up with a draw. I was like, no, what are we doing? <laughs> I was like, Tony Shavani saved the day. I mean, oh my, I was like, no, this is not going to end in a draw. All that. Yeah. No, that's, I, I, but I like that. After the fact, I liked that they did that. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm sure I wasn't the only person that was upset and ticked off. And then, oh, wait, they're going to have a, a sudden death. Oh, well, that makes sense, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't, I wouldn't care to see an Iron Man match probably the rest of the year. Um because it there's only certain instances where this is warranted. But this yeah, is one know, of them. Yeah, like this is the first one I've seen and like well, it's the first one we've had in AEW, right? Um I I thought that um Brian brought they were talking about it during the match that Brian had been oh, yeah. in an Iron Man match. Yeah, with um uh, who was he in there? Wasn't it he was Hangman? Hang, hangman. It was Hangman. Yeah, I was gonna say Kenny or Hangman. Yeah, it went. He went sixty Hangman. minutes. He may have went with both yeah. of them, but I know he went sixty minutes with Hangman. That did so end. Kenny in a draw. was just like a, Kenny was a TV TV time draw. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I know he did have Hangman. an Iron Man match with Hangman though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we don't need to see many of these because those that's that's tough. That's well, it's tough. tough to live up to that. You got you set a bar like this, and you have the next one like, oh, that's not even more close to this this other one. I don't. Uh. I mean, I know MJF did it as safely as he could. But with all the neck injuries that Brian Danielson has had, I'm not a huge fan of him getting pile drive through a table. Um, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's to me. And I understand the match. I get it. But to me, that's an unnecessary risk that you're putting Danielson at. I don't, that spot as cool as it looked was not necessary for the match. When anything goes wrong, he breaks his neck. One, he could die or, not wrestle ever again and tombstone mj hiff from the turnbuckle yeah that stuff like that like with danielson that's just i'm i I cringe even the one where taz was like that's how i broke my neck (laughs) when but you could see mjf had the back of danielson's head and shoved it down to make sure it wasn't i know he was being safe and i know they're professionals but it makes me uneasy knowing the history of danielson's neck that he's doing these high risk maneuvers when it's not really necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think it only works when it's someone like MJF doing it though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's he's got though where he doesn't care. He's going to do yeah. whatever it takes. Yeah. But he's as much as he doesn't care, he is very safe with what yeah, he's no, doing. He's, he's professional. Yeah. yeah. Which that's what they say about Sami Zayn. Like Sami Zayn from the stuff I've read, Sami Zayn is one of the safest workers 
in WWE. Now he does a lot of crazy things, but he's safe with it. And, and again, that brings me back to my point where it's amazing how these athletes are able to go out here, hit these moves and not break something. Me, us three could go out there, have a triple threat and we ain't getting up tomorrow. It wouldn't take much to nail to not get up tomorrow. Honestly, <laughs> Look, not I'm not going to talk to you. Um, Friday night when I got home from prosper, I woke up the next morning, Saturday morning, and my left hamstring was sore because I had to walk up some steps. <laughs> and hey, said, you, didn't, you didn't have to carry like the camera equipment this time either. You were just nope. carrying your, your laptops. I just carried my body weight, and apparently that was too much for my left hamstring. <laughs> you sure you weren't trying to shoot the ball for Mineola or something? No, they could have used it to... on Saturday. Though. They could have used me. I know it's not a basketball podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah. quick, quick seg, quick uh, off, off detour. That's there, okay. We, we, it happens. I mean, uh, um, I want some pretty good ball myself, so it's it's hard not to talk about that when you. It is all you've done for the last two or three months. Um, but this match though it was it was fantastic. Had the right outcome. I don't know who's immediately next for MJF. Um, I. You take I, a I mean. You take a break or you just I'm not gonna come to work for a while again. Well, I I think I think anybody I think Moxley, Hangman, Christian, Jungle Boy, MJF, and Danielson should all have Wednesday off. They they do not need to show up at the they do not need to be on the well, show. We, we named some people that need to, to we need to see them. I mean, we have exactly a whole a whole show we could to do without without any of those guys. I honestly don't think MJF has another match till the next pay-per-view. Now he might. Well, I mean he yeah, like I mean this was his first one since December. He only yeah, had nine all like the lot the year before. So that's his that's part of his deal. He's got that yeah. Roman Reigns deal. Yeah. But you appreciate Brock, it more of a Brock Lesnar deal. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say you appreciate it more when you see yeah. him in the ring. And he's he's not like Brock Lesnar because MJF can actually wrestle. Yeah. Not just, you know, <laughs> Do an F5 and a spear and an F5 and a suplex. Like, he can actually physically wrestle. Um, I, think they're, I think it's Lesnar Lashley again tonight on Raw. Is that oh. If that's the case, I'm skipping it. I'm fast forward <laughs> because I, it only has to fast forward about two minutes, but I'll fast forward through it. Um, but I, I don't think, honestly, I don't know who's next. I think it's too. I Goldberg. Think, that's that's how you, you set that up. <laughs> set up on a team format. He even got off. <laughs> he left. <laughs> um, I, I think it's too soon. I think eventually at some point Jungle Boy will face MJF. I think it's too soon for that. We just had Ricky Starks face him. Um, Darby Allen. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see that at the next pay per view. Do you think it's one of those three that not, that that beats him eventually, or do you think it's somebody else? Like, because you talk about the four pillars, you got Starks, or you got Guevara. Of course, he's a heel now too. Those those original, you know, young talents that AEW's you know kind of cultivated, or do you have someone else? I. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know who I have beating MJF because I, like I said, I don't he's think he's Adam losing Cole the rest of the year. He's gonna, he's gonna take the title with him to WWE. He's gonna, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he might, he might. No, I don't know. I just don't know 
I could see him doing something like that though, or trying yeah. to trying to take the title with because he because you know he's always talk about twenty twenty four. You know, he's gonna be well, a free agent. He has a lot of comparisons to CM Punk with his pipe bomb promo. The same thing CM Punk did, winning the title and leaving the building. I mean, I could see MJF. He's coming out on Dynamite saying, oh, my contract's up. I'm taking it to WWE. Hello, Trips and jolly old St. Nick. Like, I can, you know, MJF is. I don't, I, but I, like right now, I don't know immediately in the immediate future. You could put Hangman up against him uh, at the next pay per view with the way Hangman just performed against Moxley. He's got Mox behind him now. You can get to a Hangman a little, MJF. a little bit of break, though. Yes. 100%. Well, you what the next pay per view is not till what May? Is it May? Is that uh, all or nothing? Yeah, uh, double or nothing. Yeah, double or nothing. yeah, in Vegas. I think that's a Memorial Day weekend. I think that's a quick um, turnaround for them. They don't need to take like five months before, <laughs> right? So, I think you, yes, give Hangman a couple weeks off, um, to get those uh fork stabbings out of his head, and <laughs> then, um, then I think I think that's the next one. I think Hangman MJF at double or nothing. Because uh, I just don't know who else you would. I don't know. I don't know who else. They sign somebody else or somebody. They don't need to sign anybody else. They can't get the people they got on right now. <laughs> I, I didn't say they needed to. Just not yet. I didn't say they needed to. I'm just saying, you know, that's oh. usually how it works. Yeah. That's one of the things that you didn't see. I mean, I guess you had FTR returning. AEW has been real, real big about that somebody's going to show up that it wasn't, you weren't expecting, whether it's a new signing or somebody returning or. On their pay per views, where's like Swerve? He's hunting for Keith Lee, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's another one. There's, there's, that's another one. MJ, uh, AEW has so many people that they can't put on TV that are great quality wrestlers. Very mm. disappointing. So overall, an, an A. Anybody, anybody disagree that was an A show? Uh, no, I, I think a a is a good a good rating for that. So it didn't a, have Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar on it, so <laughs> a, a a plus for me. No Goldberg, no. You know, one match I promise you I will not watch at Mania is Brock Lesnar and Omos. <laughs> what, about, what about Bobby and Bray? Um, just depend, to see what Bray does depends on the story. Depends on what they do in these next four or five weeks, but they I haven't can, done much yet. No, so, and I can promise you, I'm not watching Brock and uh, Omos. We still want to do a uh, a pre Mania show. Yeah, oh, we should make our predictions before the show. Do some predictions. Yeah, and we'll have to figure out how we want to do the Mania one after that. There's two nights. Yeah, um, we'll uh, figure that out at some point. But yeah, I guess that'll be the next uh, pay per view. Um, I don't think, of course, we just talked about the AEW next one's not till May, so um, you're not gonna throw a fast lane at us this year. <laughs> no. Well, they they kind of left it open here. Well, that's got the WWE's got plenty of time to kind of get some storylines rolling here, whether they do it or not, you know, that'll be to be determined. But uh, we know we have some interesting stuff with the bloodline and Sami Zayn and that whole thing, that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Anybody uh, final thoughts? Great show. Very entertaining. Very enjoyable. All right. Well, I guess 
the revolution was televised. So that's going to be all for tonight's show. And uh, I'd like to thank everyone for watching the Off the Ropes Episode 3 AEW Revolution. We'll be back before Mania to make some predictions and a little pre-show. For Brett and Kyle and Brandon, we'll catch you next time right here on Off the Ropes. <laughs>